Hey everyone, welcome to Create School Radio. In this episode, we head over to St. David's in Greystones. The students there have made some podcasts for you to listen to. We hope you enjoy them. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the EAFC Pod, a new podcast for EAFC. In today's podcast, we will be exploring the new features of the next title of EA Sports football game, FIFA, which has been rebranded to EAFC after EA's license to use FIFA as a name ran out last year. There are plenty of new features this year. Some of them are the addition of women to Ultimate Team, along with evolutions, which allow you to upgrade players within a certain criteria by completing objectives. There are many new icons added to the game this year, including some from the women's game. These new icons have recently been confirmed as Sir Bobby Charlton, Zico, Frank Ribéry, Bridget Prince, Hamare Sawa, Camila Bile, and finally Kelly Smith. Evolutions is new to Ultimate Team this year and it is very much an exciting part, allowing you to take a card which may not be that usable to a club legend by completing objectives with the card to upgrade their skill set. As you upgrade the card, you can change the card type to different designs to show off your hard-earned card. The new High Promotion 5 adds a new layer of realism to FC24 as it captures football and copies it to the game, making player movements feel true to life. There are many features in pro clubs, especially the addition of crossplay, which allow players to play with others from different platforms. This is very important for pro clubs as it has been seen as a dying game mode over the past few years within the community. Some more new features for Ultimate Team include a claim all objective button, which is handy as we all hate to claim 20 objectives at once, four minute and a half since world battles, because no one likes seeing full squad battle matches, and no more red picks, which are going to be replaced with picks of an equal quality, like promo players at the time. We also have a new updated menu screen in the game, which is a nice change from the one that we've had over the past three years. Thanks for listening to the AFC pod today. Make sure to come back and listen next week. fix our problem but only if we all work together to make our lives that little bit more sustainable. Today I want to talk about all the little things that you've all heard before like turn off the lights when you leave a room or have short showers stuff like that. You've probably heard it all before but how many of you actually do these things and many of you turn off the lights and use bar soap or have five minute showers? Probably very few because what good will these little, th- these little things do in the long run right? Well did you know that an efficient shower still uses nine liters per minute of water and 10 more on an inefficient one? Or that if everyone uses bar soap, it would help prevent over one billion plastic bottles from entering the garbage and recycling stream? Believe it or not, these little things can actually have a big impact. And if we do these little things and more, we can start to help fix the problem we've created. Hi, gang. This is April Hustling. We are here with Kira Max, Dan Love, and Dylan Francis Mark Kelly. 
today we'll be talking about the key rules and instructions of 8-ball pool. We all know 8-ball pool is played with the goal of putting 7 striped or spotted balls and finally putting the 8th black ball. What many people may not know is that pool evolved from a long game similar to croquet from 15th century North Europe. It was later adapted onto a wood table with borders and green cloth to represent grass. The first indoor pool table belonged to King Louis XI of France, according to the Billard Congress of America. Hey, ball fans. I hope you enjoyed this message and enjoyed this brief history of 8-ball pool. Thank you for listening. Please tune in next time. We'll be talking about... Alright, we're talking about Mexican aliens. Alright, uh, it's still recording? Okay, great. So essentially, in the last week or so, um, some Mexican whack job brought two corpses, two mummified corpses of what he claims to be aliens to the Mexican Congress. He testified under oath. However, most people believe they're fake due to the fact that x-rays were taken and despite having hips on the outside, there was no bones to suggest that they had hips. What if it was what? Tumors. Tumors? How could I have tumors on both sides? What if it was tumors? Well, it's just unlucky. What if we got a hip replacement? I'm going to have two right, big tumours uh, the size of hips on what the What if it has a metal hip? Because I had a hip mm. problems. They would have picked up a metal Maybe hip on an x-ray. But that only looks for bones. Yeah. It, 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 it sees metal too, though. Do you think aliens should have healthcare? Maybe a special alien medal. Maybe a special alien, alien medal. Okay. Do you think aliens shouldn't have healthcare? Aliens shouldn't have healthcare, I don't think so. Oh. What do you think we should do with them if they come here? What if they hurt? Get hurt. That's a good point. Yeah, if the, okay, if the aliens come to Earth, do they deserve healthcare? Yes. Yeah. Yeah? They're humans. Okay, well, we can't take care of them. Why? They Why? Because, like, they got different bodies and stuff. Well, they'll have their own doctors. So they'll have have special alien doctors, yeah. Special yeah. alien doctors? Okay, cool. That concludes the first topic. Pain is a classic from the 1940s. It's a film that has inspired many generations of filmmakers and critics alike. It was directed by Orson Welles, who has also been known for his films Touch of Evil and The Third Man. Although Third Man could also be seen as the same as Citizen Kane in the fact that it has been plagiarised by Welles from another writer who was significantly more talented, uh, supposedly. The thing with Citizen Kane is that uh, the original writer, Herman G. Mankiewicz... Mankiewicz? Okay. That's very funny. We've been struggling with that name. All right, come on, continue, continue. I'll pause here for a second here. So basically, um, the controversy stems from the original writer who wrote the script, which Orson directed later on. However, the original writer claims that Orson not only tampered with the script, but took credit for it instead of giving him the fair share. This could be very well seen, as he didn't really get much notoriety until David Fincher's film about him, a biography, uh, called Mank. And... Mankwitz was... Uh... <laughs> In conclusion, many different sources say many different things about the writer, um, as many claim that he was an alcoholic and such. However, even just because of that, they reckon that he could still have his work published under his own name instead of Orson's, even though he was a notorious drunk and also a um, adulterator. Adulterer. Adulterer. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but they're mostly platonic affairs.
And also, um, he was like not well liked in the community for being very uh, like stubborn about his scripts and such and such SCPs. However, people still think that no matter his character, he should still uh, have the right to be recognised for his own work. The end. Alright, so that was, that was Joe talking about um, Citizen Kane and the whole controversy around it. Anyway, I'm going to talk about planes now. So there's this guy, right? It's a PS spray, right? You, you two following? You two are involved in this, don't forget that. Why are you? Okay. Alright, so there's this guy called PS spray, right? Yeah. Stupid name. And he claims to have designed the A-10 Warthog, right? The funny, haha, big gun go bush plane that, that everyone knows. No, this is for school. I know, I know, I know. Anyway, so he claims to have designed the A-10 Warthog, which is one of the most um, prolific, I don't know, aircraft in the US military. And uh, essentially, in recent years, it was revealed that he did basically nothing when it comes to designing the A-10 Warthog and instead took the credit for designing the entire thing. Exactly. Thumbs down. What, what, what indeed. Anyway, um, the A-10 uh, Warthog was actually designed by, let me get the name up here, the A-10 Alexander Kartvelli was the original engineer, designer, whatever. So, yeah, in recent years, it was also found out that um, Mr. S Mr. Spray was actually a jazz musician who was hired by the Pentagon as um, acoustist? I don't know what the official title is. It's a sound. Oh, wait, I can't say that. I can't say that, can I? All right, anyway, so yeah, essentially, he, um, he basically claimed he, he designed the A-10 and um, stole all the credit from Mr. Alexander, who's a very talented designer and engineer, so he's uncool. We don't like P.S. Spray. And yeah, he was a jazz musician who claimed to have designed the A-10 Warthog. Now we're going to talk about National Cheeseburger Day. All right, so yeah, it's... Um, it's National Cheeseburger Day. What, yeah, what, 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 what's your favourite burger, Josh? Tell me. What do you want in your burger? I just want cheese. Man. Just cheese? No just cheese. ketchup, onions, no. lettuce? I'm telling you, onions with a burger. Maybe a bit of rocket. Onions with a burger. A bit of what? Rocket. Rocket. And some hot sauce. I'm oh. telling you guys, yeah. you don't want any cooked onions with your burger. Those are slimy. You want your raw onions, raw and uncooked. That's what you want oh, in your burger. Yes. That sounds lovely, man. Well, and maybe some bacon. Maybe some bacon. Bacon with burger could be okay. You know, there's plenty of different burger types you can try. McDonald's burgers get very small burgers, and they're kind of a scam because in the ads they're a lot bigger than they are. You ever tried guacamole on a burger? I'm not. That sounds disgusting. It's foul. Don't try it. Yeah, well, that's not uh, eggs on a burger is a surprisingly that's good right. combination. That's alright. I don't think that would sound nice. I mean, eggs and beef sounds okay, but I don't think eggs on a burger would sound alright. Well, it's just eggs and beef. It's I've, the same thing. More the chicken burger. Okay, well, you're not going to put eggs on a chicken burger. This is riveting content. Man. I know. This is riveting <laughs> conversations. Chicken burger. Yeah, it's National Cheeseburger Day. We celebrate it. Chicken burger would be... Like, I wouldn't give that a 10 out of 10. I'd give that, like, a 7 out of 10. Oh, yeah, okay. The average normal burger is a 10 out of 10 yeah. kind of food. Opinions on chicken burgers. Well, that's not chicken, great food. I love yeah. chicken burgers. If you make your own burger... I love chicken burgers. Chicken burgers work well, but I'd say just get your own chicken. Like, if you just want normal chicken, just get some chicken. What if you just... I mean, what the flipping... If you want chicken... Yeah, what the flipping heck are you talking <laughs> about, Joe? Oh, 
sea monsters under the depths of the ocean. What do we really know what's there? We don't. Josh, what do you think about this? Um, uh, oh, come on, Angie, you say something. They definitely <laughs> exist. There's some big, weird fish down there. Um, yeah, uh, yeah fish, fish, big fish, big fish definitely exist. Josh, what do you want to say? There's like. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, we'll be back at you for next week's episode. We'll be back at you for next week's episode. Um, thanks for listening. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode. and the future ones and I'm going to be rambling to myself oh, spectre of biology and evolution and if you feel so inclined to do so please stick around because you might learn something new on this little niche corner of the internet where you my friend can give me your attention span and forget about our really important project you do at 11.59 tomorrow you know who you are a quick little tidbit about myself is that I've always been a big fan of spectre of evolution and biology now being referred to, uh, I'm now referring to it as SED since it's too long to say constantly. Since I, since like I don't know how long now, I've always been a fan of it. Books like All Tomorrow's and Damn Fear Project by uh, Vlad Vladis, Roxy Vladis, sorry, and Cernaria, A Natural History of a World of Birds by Dylan Bad Bajda. I'm not even sure I'm pronouncing these names right anymore. God, I'm so sorry if I'm not. Now, I think it'll be impolite of me just to leave you in the dark on what it, what aspect of biology and evolution is. As simply as I can put it, it is a subgenre of science fiction and an example of an artistic movement to focus on hypothetical scenarios and evolution. For example, books like Man After Man by Doug, Douglas Dixon and Philip Hood and Brian Alice. All Tomorrow's YC and Cousin under the pen name Nemo Ramjesh, but not sure if I was saying that right, sorry if I didn't. And All Yesterdays by John Conway, CM Cousin again, and Darren Nash. Hello, guys, girls, and non binary pals. Welcome to a horrible guide to speculative evolution and biology. In this podcast and the future ones, I'm going to be rambling to myself about speculative biology and evolution. And if you feel so inclined to do so, please stick around new on this little niche corner of the internet where you, my friend, can give me your attention span and forget about our really important project you do at 11.59 tomorrow. You know who you are. So there you have it. Well done to class TY4C over in St. David's and Greystones. We'll catch you in the next episode.